<clears throat> well, good after or good morning on a Friday, July 3rd, 2020, 2020, at 11:20 in the morning. Good morning to everybody. Hope you all had a great morning, great night. Uh, hopefully, you guys are preparing on celebrating the 4th of July. Hopefully, you can find some place that's going to shoot off fireworks. <laughs> You know, um, if you're in the area that I live in, you're going to have a hard time trying to find that. You know, so turn into it to the stand. You know, Rodney Howard Brown's uh, River um, Church, you know, they're having a big 4th of July celebration. Plus, they're having a stand. They're standing up for the body of Christ, standing up for the Constitution. A lot of people, uh, Rodney, Brother Rodney, uh made his his parking lot in to, and put down artificial turf and made it a field and uh, so good if you have a chance if you can get to Florida go to the field of dreams it'll be worth your while if you get a chance watch it it starts at 6 30 every evening it's been going on for 30 I think tonight's the 34th night and uh, you'll be blessed I mean that's a blessing it has been uh, but you know, a couple quick things I want to let you know. Don't forget to keep keep uh, everybody in your prayers. Please keep this ministry in your prayers, fireside discussion. You know, we're believing God for a thousand people to join up with us to help us, you know, in every way, and especially be praying for us. Like I said, if you'd like to help support this ministry, you're more than welcome. Uh, you know, whatever you would be able to give I want you to know from the bottom of my heart that it'll all go for the kingdom of God you know um, like I said don't forget about keeping your fellow brothers and sisters in prayer and uh, you know we're believing God that Lord that, 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 that great things are going to come out of this that our last six months of this year is going to be better than the first six months amen, amen. well if you got your Bibles remember we've been talking about the Holy Spirit. We've been talking about the person of the Holy Spirit, and we went in an avenue of talking about tongues. You know, with the importance of tongues. You know, like I said when I first started this a couple weeks ago. You know, the, it is sad that this here is one subject that is that is so vital, important, especially the day and age we're living in. But it, there's so much not taught about tongues. You know, you know, we talk about, you talk about, remember we talked about how you, when you gave your life to Christ, that the Spirit of God came and dwelled inside you, made you a new creation, created you in the like and the image of God, you know, and then we talked about how when you get in filled with the power from on high as in baptism of the Holy Ghost, the first evidence that shows that you've been filled with the Holy Spirit uh, is the evidence of speaking in tongues. Am I saying that tongues, you know, is tongues the Holy Ghost? No. But it shows you that you have and an, that you've been infilled by speaking in tongues. Remember we went through and we talked about, you know, and showed your Bible, you know, throughout the book of Acts where it talked about when they were all filled with other, when they were all filled with the Spirit, they, they spoke in tongues. Remember I told you that it's not the Holy Ghost that speaks in tongues, it's you. It's the Holy Ghost gives you the the expression on your spirit, but as you speaking it out, 
you know. So we're going to talk about the value of speaking in tongues today. We're going to talk about the value of what tongues is all about. You know, Paul gave a lot of a lot of emphasis on speaking in tongues. You know, much ignorance exists in the church today about the value of speaking in other tongues. Many Christians don't know anything about the subject, and that's sad that we live in a day and age that, you know, you're either on one side of the ditch or on the other side of the ditch. You either believe that tongues is, is of the devil and is not for the church, or you believe on the other side that, you know, that tongues is everything. You need to stay down the middle of the road. You know, tongues is very, very important, but like I said, tongues is not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a person. You know, the Holy Spirit is not love. The Holy Spirit's love, joy, peace, long-suffering. But he, he, He's come, and remember the Bible says in Romans 8, says that the Holy Ghost come, and it says that the love of God's been shed abroad in the hearts by the Holy Ghost. You know, the Holy Ghost is love. But you know the Holy Ghost. But the fruit of the Spirit is for you. Remember, Jesus said, "I'm the vine." Remember John 15. He said, "I'm the vine, and you are the branches." So where's the fruit grow on? On the branches. On the branches. You know, don't grow on the vine. The vine already already has it. The branches is what produces the fruit. The vine gives the 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 power to bear the fourth of the fruit. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Thank God, God didn't leave us down here defenseless. Remember when Jesus said in John 14, he said, it's, it's expedient that I go away, but I'm not going to let you comfortless. Yeah. But I'm going to ask of the Father that he's going to send you the Holy Spirit, and he's going to dwell in you, and he's going to guide you and, and direct you. You know, you have the Spirit of God inside you. And what I've been telling a lot of people lately is do not get so caught up with somebody giving you a word or whatever. You have the Spirit of God inside you. God leads you by your spirit. By that inward witness. By that that uh, gut feeling. As the world would say, a hunch. God's not a God's not gonna minister to you in your mind because God's not He's not an intellect as intellectual people think He is. He's a spirit. That's why your spirit had to be recreated and born again. Remember Paul said, I once was alive without the law. Then the law came and sin revived and I died. Paul didn't die right then and there, did he? He died when, when sin was revived because he realized that the law could not save him. The law could not set you free. The law only gave you to govern you. You needed someone. And thank God Jesus Christ came, the Son of God, came and walked this earth and died. You know, so that we had a, a right place to be able to go back into a righteous, holy God. And that's what God's coming to get here in these last days. His bride, when he comes to get his bride, he's not coming getting some wimpy little bride that's just hanging on. That's just, just you know, just, uh, you know, well, hide in a corner till he comes. No, God's coming and getting a righteous bride, a holy bride, a bride that has a conquering bride. That is standing up. And I said this Tuesday, and I'm going to say this today. You need to get off the bridal garments and put back on your warrior garments because you still got a battle that you need to fight out there. 
Jesus is coming any moment, any second. But let me tell you something. You need to keep working like he's never coming in your lifetime. I always tell everybody, you look like he's coming any second in your life because he can, he can and he is coming. But you got to work like he's never coming in your lifetime. Amen? Amen. But you know, when you put on a wedding garment, you're going to be there putting a light on you and say, here I am, take me. Come on now, amen? Amen. So you want to make sure that you keep your focus. Do what God called you to do. God says those who are led by my spirit are called the sons and daughters. Those who are led by the spirit of God. You don't need man to lead you. You be led by the spirit of God. Thank God God put the fivefold ministries into the body of Christ to help get us to perfection, meaning maturity. You know, to help us to, to guide us, to give us direction. You remember the, in Proverbs it says like iron and sharpening iron. You know, we need our sword sharpened. There's times that we need to on the wine poured in. There's times that we need, you know, one another. That's why it says forsake not yourself to assemble yourself together with the brethren. You need that companionship. You need that one-on-one. -on -one. Not by computer screen either. Come on now, say amen. 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 You know, but, you know, I know I'm going off track here a little bit, but this is something I feel urgency in my heart. You know, you you need to realize that there is a battle being taken place. And we are the church have the answer. You know, we have allowed the world to dictate to us. You know, and, and I feel for, for you out there that do not have a church that that can be opened up because of the pastors wimping down into public opinion. You know, listen, we need strong pastors that will stand up, take care of their their flock, not run and hide. Amen. You know, I mean, if you can't meet in your building because they say you're not allowed, then meet in the parking lot. And I'm not talking about sitting in your car either. The Bible says that we're supposed to lay our hands on the sick. Amen. Come on now. You know, I, I refuse to compromise. They shut the church down one time and one time only will it ever be shut down. You don't realize the spiritual implications of what took place when the, the devil was able to shut the church down. We are the light of the world. We are the salt. Remember Jesus said if our salt, if we're not salt and don't have enough salt and we're not salty enough, then the salt's no good, throw it away. Listen to me. If you're in a church that's cowered down, that's there, find yourself a church that'll stand up. Get yourself a Bible study group together and stand up. You know? Lay hands on one another. Fellowship with one another. Come on now, amen. Amen. Glory to God. I ain't going to get on that. We'll keep we'll keep this peaceful here today. But I'm telling you, you know, we have too many people out there. You know, and I, I said something to somebody this morning. I'm going to run it by you guys because I feel my heart to do this. You know, I'm going to ask you a question. And I want you to really think about this. You know, isn't it something that the coronavirus was declining and everything? And then we had all these riots going on. And for three weeks while these riots were going on, hundreds of thousands of people out in the city streets, and if you're in a different country, out in different other countries in their streets, and there wasn't one thing said about the coronavirus. Yep. 
And all of a sudden then, when, the, when, when they finally got some testicles and got some kahunas and finally stood up and decided to take back the, the chop, the chad, whatever the heck that it was called, and they finally went in there and took, a, took back their city, the police force, finally allowed to do their job, all of a sudden now we're hearing about all oh, this coronavirus coming back. Coronavirus coming back. All these states are starting to lock down and everything. Yeah. And then and then it's something too. Now think of this. I want you to think. I, I'm not trying to. I, I'm trying to teach you something. All I can do is show you. You got to take it. Believe me. What I'm trying to do is do not take my word for it. You find out for yourself what I'm telling you, whether it's true or not. Don't take somebody's opinion. You, God gave you a brain and gave you Use common it. sense. Use it. But you never noticed that, that, you know, they had to really bring out about all these places shut down when the president came out and said that that there was a job growth, that they were only expecting like a million and a half to two million job growth. And here in the month of June, it was uh, last month in June, it was 4.9 new jobs were created. Isn't it something that after the president come out with that, they couldn't bombard our president about this? Listen to me. I'm going to tell you something flat out. I don't care whether you're a Democrat, Republican. I could really care less. You do, I don't care if you like the man. I don't care if you respect the man. But you better respect the office that the man stands in. Amen. You know, we had too many people that have been in positions of of president of the United States do you realize that that man represents each and every one of us every one of us not only Christian but every one of us Americans. that are, are Americans yep. and we've had presidents that's been in there that that you know that did things in the Oval Office that should never been done and made a mockery out of that yep you know, where does it say in the Constitution of the United States that we're supposed to bow down and give money to terrorists? Amen. Come on now. You know, everybody wants to pinpoint everything and talk about how President Trump says, President Trump said. Well, go back to the last couple presidents we have, have had. Our last president that was just president, you know, four years ago, he gave out over 450 million dollars by night to Iran saying we owed Iran that yeah no no when does it say that we're supposed to we're supposed to we don't negotiate with terrorists but for bird dog we've negotiated with terrorists we gave away we gave away five of the most high terrorist people to get one guy back yep sorry about your loss buddy you signed on the dotted line and let me tell you something, if you're in a country and you're an American citizen, you're in a country that you shouldn't be in, oh, and if you're there without God's protection, it is your fault, dummy. Yep. Well, that went over good. Hallelujah. Let's go back to what we were talking about. Boy, I got a lot of people going to get riled up now. I got them really snorting, but at least I got you to think now. I got you so mad that you're going to get on your computer. You're going to get into your books. You're going to get into your Bibles. You're going to get into all this thing to prove me wrong. I've done my job. You know, I didn't come here for popularity contest. I was fine and dandy 
you know, doing what I was doing before. Amen. You know, I, I'm not in this. You know, I'm like Jesus. I wasn't in. I ain't in this for no popularity contest. I, I ain't in this to. Oh, let me ha let me be nice and polite and political correct so that I can be invited back. It doesn't matter. I have a job to do, and I'm going to do that job, whether anybody likes it or don't like it. Amen. Whether they support me or they don't support me. But if I if I made you mad, if I peed on your Wheaties this morning. And I make you have to get you so riled up that you're there ranting and raving to your wife, your fellow co-workers, your gossip chain line that you call prayer line. Then I've done my job because I'm going to make you get and start realizing you've been buffaloed. You've been blinded. They lullabied you to sleep. And the sad thing about it is they lullabied the church to sleep. And it's Amen. time for the church to wake up, get out of that, get out of the lap of Delilah. Yep. and quit allowing it to keep lullabying you and taking your strength from you and it's time for you to stand up and it's time for you to speak up yep amen you know the demonstration you want to do that more power to you but all I got to say to you is if you're not doing it with a because the Bible says blessed are those that are peacekeepers if you're not doing it as a peacekeeper then you should stay home amen you know I'm talking about standing up and speaking up about the things of God, about the supernatural power that we serve, a supernatural power God, that when Jesus rose from the grave, he had the keys of hell and death in his hands, and he gave it unto the church, which is his body, and he didn't want a body to be wimpified, to be wussies. Amen. He wanted them to be, he wanted the body to be strong. He said, upon this Church, upon this rock I will build the, my church and the gates of hell shall not, will not cross that line nor be destroyed this church. Amen. Come on now. We need to be like Peter. You know, that once was a wishy-washy follower of Jesus Christ, but when he got into the upper room, man, and the power of God came on him, when he stood out there and preached, and 3,000 was added to it. And then when him and John went in, John, in Acts chapter 3 to the gate called Beautiful, and the young man that was healed, and when they told them and threatened them and said, you cannot preach this, Peter said, we do this because of the Jesus Christ whom you crucified. Come on now. We need to stand up and say you're not going to, nor will you, blasphemy, contradict God or God's word. Because I'm going to tell you something. God's word has always been true, always will be true. The Bible says, Jesus said, that heaven and earth will pass away, but not one little tittle of his word will fail. You know? So so we, uh, we, we, need, to, we need to realize... That that's, that's what God wants us to realize. God's word still is effective as it was when he created the world. Come on now, say amen. amen. Glory to God. See, many Christians don't know about this subject. Others know that tongues are the initial evidence of the baptism in the Holy Ghost, but they don't understand the many other spiritual pur spir scriptural purposes of speaking in tongues. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 18. I gave you all that other stuff free of charge. Like I said, if you have a problem, you can write me, you can text me, you can Facebook me, you can message me, you can find me out on the street and stand there and call me everything that you want. 
but there is one thing you will not call me is a liar. I will not candy coat this Bible for anybody. I told people before, if you do not want to hear the true word or the truth, do not come to my Bible studies or listen to my podcast because I will not. I have people telling me, you need to, you're too radical. You need to calm down. No, no. I need to get more radical. Amen. I need to get on fire. Come on now. I'm waiting for somebody to send me a bullhorn. <laughs> I'll go out and stand in the public square and on public streets, man, and I'll blast it loud and strong. You know, I'm tired of these people walking up and down streets constantly blasting me, my God, and I'm supposed to stand back and let that happen? No. Nope. God forbid. Amen. Amen. 1 Corinthians 14, 18, it says, I thank my God I speak with tongues more than y'all. See, see, Paul, Paul was a southerner. Yo, if you're a man's choice slang in the Shranko, in the Shranko dictionary, in the Shranko terminology, it'd be instead of you yep. all, it'd be yins. Amen. I speak more. I speak in tongues more than yins do. <laughs> See, you find that he wrote much about the subject of tongues. In 1 Corinthians 14, since you're still there, 22 and 23, it says, "Wherefore tongues are for the sign, not for them that believe." But to them that believe not. But prophecy serves not for them that believe not, but for them that believe. If therefore the whole church be come together into one place. Everybody say the church. The church. Is all together in one place, okay? And all speak with tongues, and there comes in those unlearned or an unbeliever, and they will they not say they are mad. Why did Paul say that? Because if you come into a church service and everybody is speaking shundai, shundai, untie my bow tie, you know, you ain't going to understand what's going on. You're going to think, oh, dear God, these people are of a cult. Come on now. They're possessed. Yeah, you, you're, you're going to think, oh, dear God, what did I get myself into? <laughs> Amen. I mean, you know, it's bad enough. Did you ever go into church service where somebody all of a sudden starts brings out a snake? And they're, they're saying, well, you know, the Bible says that God will protect me if any deadly thing bites me. If I drink any dead thing, it will not harm me. Well, they're taking the scripture a little bit to an extreme. <laughs> you know, nowhere does the Bible says that you're supposed to play with snakes. Amen. A good snake's a dead snake. Amen. Glory to God. See, Paul was just telling the believers that in a church service, everything should be done to edify or build up those who hear. The only way you can build somebody up is if they understand what you're talking about. You know, that ain't for you to go to a sinner and start prophesying over him. Now, if the God leads you to do that, that's a different story. You've got to be led by the Spirit of God. What I'm saying is, you're not going to go to a, a person and all of a sudden start prophesying to them because they're going to look at you like, I have no idea what you're talking about. But if you go to a Christian person and start prophesying to them, they're going to look at you and they're going to say, Amen. I remember every every time that a, a prophet ministers or a prophecy is given, it says it should be in the out of the there should be at least somebody there to interpret. Somebody gives tongues, somebody should interpret it. Come on now. If you're, if you're going to give a prophecy, make sure that that prophecy is of God and not it's a pizza gate like before. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. This is going over good too. First 
Psalm 27 and 28. It says, If a man speaks in an unknown tongue, let it by by by. Be tied to at most, most by three or the course, and let let one interpret. interpret. But if but if you be no interpreter, and let him be silent in the church, and let him him be speak to himself unto God. Amen. So we need we need to we need to listen. Listen. This is this is the meaning that Paul Paul primarily spoke in tongues prior prior to prayer life, not just not just here in the church. Listen, listen, there's, there's times when the Spirit of God's move, the manifestation of the Holy Ghost is off, the gifts of the Spirit in manifestation, the supernatural is there, and then Jacob and Jacob and Church service all of a sudden, somebody stands up and gives tongues, and all of a sudden, the side clenches, clenches it. Listen, listen, God is not a freak on two different heads. God, God, all the ghosts to not two different people. All the ghost goes all the ghost the ghost. Come on, come on now. And if the Holy Ghost goes to the moment, why don't he stop himself? That's you, that's you, that's God's trying to tell you. You need, you need to fly, fly. You can't, you can't be quiet, then you can stop yourself and go and go into a different room. Right, right. Loud as loud as you want then. Come on, come on now. So, 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 see, tongues, tongues is a primary gift. For, for us to use and use our drivers, those rain, rain, and fellowship with God, God our Father. See, we need to learn to learn the value of tongues. First Corinthians 4 5 says, says how, we, how we all shall speak in tongues, rather than the prophets, the greater singers, not the prophets, not the speakers, speak in tongues, except the attorney interpret the church members may be edified. Do you see, see, though you learn the language, you speak in tongues. Well, no, no, this is this being a church service or doesn't mean quiet, quiet. Come on, come on, come You know, no, we need to, need to learn the value of the speaking That is our way to be a human father. Because there's times how you can learn the words to be able to glorify your God. To tell him how much you love him, how much you love him, how much you that's why I gave you that prayer, prayer, heavenly language. And as you pray more in the spirit, spirit, the more you become sensitive. sensitive. You're having problems with your flesh, flesh, praying, praying tongues. If you're having problems with your mind, praying tongues. If you're having trouble with your pressure, praying tongues. The more you pray in tongues, because Jude 21 says that you build yourself up on your own holy faith by praying in the spirit. That's how That's you do. You, you, you need to go to church. church, church. It's not, you're supposed to be a blessing when you're in the church. The Bible says your sister's come with a song. Him and a spiritual song. Making melody unto the Lord. Amen. When you go to a church, it doesn't get blessed me, blessed me, blessed me. Oh, you go to the church to refine you, to pour the oil and the wine in where you need. To where you can get the power of God to come on you so that you can go out there and go back into the battle. Remember, I told you, church is like a mash house. You know, if you ever watched the, the uh, show Mash, it used to be back around in the 70s and the 80s. You know, I forget what it all stands for medic, medical or the surgical surgical hospitals. Mobile Army Surgical Hospitals. Yes. That's what the church is. The church should be that. We should. It should be a sanctuary, a safe haven for us to run to, to go underneath the shadow of God's almighty wing. 
it's time for us to have time where we sharpen one another's swords, we build one another up, that we get everybody prepared, that when we send them back out into that world, whatever world it is that you live in, whether it's your neighbors, whether it's your job, whether it's your community, whatever, that you're prepared. That's why the priests had to wash themselves and change their clothes in the Old Covenant when they walked into the into the presence of God before they went into the Holies of Holies. Amen. You know, we need that. We need that. That's why we shouldn't forsake ourselves. That's why the devil wanted to shut the church down is so that people couldn't go back to the watering trough, so to speak, to get refilled up, to get energized. We need one another. Yes, you're in your you're in your own race and you're running your race, but thank God you can have somebody to help you and give you the encouragement to make it. Because when you feel like you're on an island by yourself and that no one else knows what you're going through, you're mistaken. There's people all over the world who knows exactly what you're going through. Amen. Because they've been there. That's why we need one another. We're not a jack of all trades. Amen. You know, we're supposed to be a master of something. Yep. Come on now. That's why we need to learn the value of praying in the Spirit. Because there's going to come a time you're going to be praying for somebody. And somebody does you wrong, you're going to be praying, God, I, I, I can't love this person. I can't forgive them. I can't forget what they did. And God's going to say, yes, you can. Yes, you can. And as you pray in the Spirit, all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost will rise your human, recreated, born-again spirit up. That you'll be able to say, I can't walk in love to that person. Let me take it a little step further. Just because you forgive somebody and you forget what they've done to it doesn't mean you're supposed to sit down and break bread with them. Amen. Come on now. you got to know your own limitations. But you know, instead of always walking the opposite way, when you see that person, blessed it be God, walk right past with your head held high. You know, look at them and say, you know, blessed be God, man, I've forgiven you. I don't hold nothing against you. Because I'm going to tell you something. You don't want to be in hell going, God, I wish I would have forgave that person. Because the Bible says in Mark 11:25, if you do not forgive all that you have against a brother, God will not forgive you of your trespasses. Come on now. Amen. We need to forgive. And let me take you one step further. You need to forget. You need to take your remote of your mind and turn the channel. Yep. Well, you don't know what this person did. You need to get the amplified version of the Bible and go to 1 Corinthians 13 and read read verse 4 through verse 8. It doesn't count to a suffer done to them, nor hold account to what was done to them. Love's not puffed up, nor built up in pride. Doesn't doesn't count to a suffer wrong. A lot of husbands and wives should need, need to read that every night and pray that. They wouldn't be getting through a divorce. Come on now. The last part, or the first part of verse 8 says, Love never fails, never fades out, nor becomes obsolete. Come on now. Blessed be God, we're love children of a love God. Ain't, I don't know about you, but I thank God every day that God doesn't think like man. Amen. Because he would have smoted all of us a long time ago. Because oh, yes. if I was God, I'd have smoted us a long time ago. Oh, especially yeah. me. <laughs> Come on now. Amen. Oh, me. I'm hoping, helping you here this morning. I'm trying to get you to realize God's for you. He's not against you.
God loves you. I don't care where you're at. I don't care if you're in homosexuality. I don't care if you're a drug addict. I don't care if you're an alcoholic. I don't care if you're in the mucks and the mire of that. God, his hand is not shortened that it cannot save, nor is his ear heavy that it cannot hear. God can reach down and pick you up out of there and put you on a straight and narrow path. Amen. Clean you up. Quit trying to clean yourself up. You can't. Nope. Quit allowing somebody to try to clean you up. It's one thing to, to disciple somebody. It's another thing trying to be a controller to them. Amen. You're not a controller. You're not the Holy Ghost. That's not your job. You're called to catch the fish. It's the Holy Ghost's job to clean them up. Come on now. Quit getting in the way of the Holy Spirit. Allow the Holy Spirit to do His job. You hook up with the Holy Spirit. You have a you have your job to do. He has His job to do. You both come together. What a dynamic force for the kingdom of God. Come on now. But it doesn't matter where you're at today, people. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much you blaspheme God. It doesn't matter you worship the devil. It doesn't matter if you did blood sacrifice. Repent. Come to God. God will forgive you. God loves you. Time's drawing short. There's going to come a day that God's Spirit will not always strive with man. Amen. There's coming a day that the church is going to going to leave this earth, and the Antichrist is going to come. Amen. Remember, you only have seven years then. You know, three and a half of it's going to look like utopia. Then the last three and a half years, you're going to find out who you've truly been serving all those years. Because there's only two families that's on this earth right now. The family of God and the family of the devil. Either you're with God or you're against God. Amen. God is separating the wheat from the tares. He's doing a shaking in the body of Christ right now. The Bible says if judgment starts at the house of God first... If first judgment starts at the house of God, well into the world. God's judging his body and he's shaking it. He's saying that lukewarmness no longer will be allowed. The Bible says in Romans, out of the mouth of the Lord and Savior, the head of the church, Jesus Christ himself said, I would rather you be cold or hot because if you're lukewarm, I'm going to spew you or vomit you out of my mouth. Amen. So I want you to get hot. Don't want you to be cold. I want you to be hot. You can be cold when you when your body's in the ground. You can be cold then. I want you to be on fire. You know, when the Holy Ghost comes on you, there's fire that comes with it. Allow that fire to burn up the draw things you. Burn up the stuff that's in you that's not right. Have we all arrived? Oh, dear God, I wish I could say I have. Oh, me. Oh, me. God's still working on me. Come on now. We need to learn to pray in the Spirit. Learn to learn to have like Paul knew the personal experience that there is is believing in the source of power for everyday life found only in speaking in other tongues I want a revelation of God start speaking in tongues because see you got to get into the realm of where God's at yeah come on now God is a spirit God lives in the supernatural God lives in the spiritual world and we are spirit beings. That's where we're supposed to live. Yep. 
my biggest desire of my own personal life that I get before God and cry out to him I want more of you God I want to be so heavenly minded I'm no earthly good I want to get so caught up into the realm of the spirit that it takes it that I can't find my way back come on I would be like Enoch when Megan and I got together yesterday to pray I prayed and said father I want to be able to go and I told her before we started praying I said Megan I, I want to press in so far into God that, that it takes us a long time to find our way back and hopefully we don't come on now Amen. remember I remember the story I told you about last week about the about the lion you know if you're a gazelle and you're in the midst right now and you hear those lions roaring run to them because you're going to be able to out escape that lion because that lion does not have no teeth no more it can't move listen everybody puts all their emphasis on the supernatural power of the devil and I'm not denying he doesn't have power but his power does not hold a candle light to the power of our God Amen. and greater is he that's in you than he lives in the world remember what Romans 8:11 said it says the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you if that spirit that went down into the pits of hell that brought Jesus Christ out of the grave and out of hell itself can raise him up guess what power you have inside you quit allowing the devil to tell you you're going to die no I'm not I'm going to live to declare the glory of God my time is not yet. Yes, it's appointed to once the man to die, then the judgment. But it's not appointed my time yet. Because I still got a work to do. Come on now. Amen. Oh, dear God, I could do some of that. See, a supernatural means of speaking to God. Number That's number two. A supernatural means of speaking to God. 1 Corinthians 14, 2 says, For he speaks in an unknown tongue, speak not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him. How about in the spirit he speaks mysteries? Do you see the second purpose of speaking in tongues is found in 1 Corinthians 14, 2. We are not talking to men. We are speaking to an un, in an unknown tongue. We are talking to God. That's why the devil has tried to stop you from speaking in tongues. That's why he tries to get you and say, Oh, you're just jibber-jabbering, or you got, you got a demonic spirit. It's because he knows that when you start speaking in tongues, he has no idea. You want to bring havoc on the kingdom of hell? Start speaking in tongues because the devil doesn't know where or who you're praying for to send his legions to attack. Amen. If I'm praying for for Jim Jim Crow down the road, and I'm praying for him, the devil knows I'm praying for him. Amen. So he's going to try every means possible for me to pray a prayer that will open the door so I can allow the devil to come in and influence him. But if I start praying in the spirit, he don't know if I'm praying for Jim Jim Crow down the road, Sister Blabbermouth down the street, or somebody clear around the world. Amen? See, God has given us a divine means by which we are to speak to him supernaturally. I'm thoroughly convinced that Satan cannot understand you either. I believe that the primary reason the the devil fights tongues as so hard is because he can't get into the conversation. 
that you're having with your with your Father, Amen. with your God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me give you the last couple of scriptures here real quick and we'll stop. Glory to God. In 1 Corinthians 14, 14, it says, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. Ephesians 6, 18, saying, Praying with all prayer, supplication, and the spirit, watching there unto love, observes supplication for all saints. You know, we're supposed to pray in the spirit. Romans 8, 26 says, that the, likewise the Spirit also helps our infirmity for we know not what we should pray for as we ought but the Spirit himself make intercession for us with groanings which we cannot utter Amen Amen. the means of spiritual edification number three spiritual edification he that speaks in uh, 1 Corinthians 14, 14 he that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself who's it edified? himself Himself, but he that prophesied edifies the church. So if you prophesy, you're edifying the church. But if you're speaking in tongues, you're edifying yourself. Come on now, say Amen. Amen. See, tongues is a divine means of spiritual edification. First Corinthians fourteen eighteen. It says, "I thank God that I speak in tongues more than y'all." And now we're going to close with the last scripture I'm going to give you, Jude. Nobody knows where Jude's at, right? Book before Revelations. Yep. Jude, verse 20 says, But ye, beloved, build up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So you want to have strong faith? Start praying in the Holy Ghost. Come on now, say amen. Amen. Build yourself up with the Holy Ghost. Next week we're going to talk about praying in, in line with God's perfect will. Let, let, let me encourage you here today. Pray in the Spirit. Listen, I'm going to tell you this. If you have too much Spirit, 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 you'll blow up. If you have too much Word, 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 you'll dry up. But when you have the mixture of the Spirit and the Word, you'll grow up. Listen, you'll be an exploding force for the Kingdom of God. If you devote 15 minutes a day in in reading your Bible I want to encourage you to devote 15 minutes a day in praying in tongues balance it out come on now say amen, amen. you know I'm a word person I'm also a, a person that believes in the spirit believes in the power of the Holy Ghost that comes with fire I believe that if you get a hold of this, your life will never be the same. You'll be that exploding force for the kingdom of God in this last day and hour that we're living in. You know. Well, let's go ahead. We're going to pray. If there's anyone out there by the sound of my voice, the Bible says today is the day of salvation. What if you went home today, even this afternoon, kicked off your shoes, reclined back in your recliner and took your last breath on this earth, you know where you would spend eternity. If you do not know Jesus Christ, you would spend eternity in hell. And one of the worst things is to spend eternity in hell knowing that you had a way that you didn't have to go there. There's a heaven to gain and a shell to, or a hell to shun. You know, so I want to encourage you if you don't know Jesus, 
The Bible says those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. All you have to do is say, Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I come to you as a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sins. I believe that Jesus rose from, her, from the dead and is sitting at the, your right hand side. And I also believe that he's coming again. I believe that Jesus was the Son of God. He came in the flesh. I believe that Jesus, did you come into my heart right now? I make you the my Lord and my Savior. I thank you that I am saved. I thank you that my life will never be the same. And I thank you, Father, that I'm in your family. If you prayed that prayer, please let me know. You know, find somebody to tell them that you just gave your life to Christ. Because the Bible says, if you deny me before men, I'll deny you before my Father. But if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father. Go tell somebody that you gave your life and heart to Jesus Christ. Get into good Bible-based church that's going to teach you the Word of God, that's going to teach you the demonstrations of the Spirit, that you can grow and become that explosive force. And whatever God's called you to do, do it with everything that you have. And please let me know that you gave your heart and life to Christ because we're believing God for over 100 million souls to come into the kingdom of heaven because there's nothing you can leave this earth with but souls. And that's the only thing you'll take with you when you leave this earth. Now we're going to pray. Father, I just thank you, the Lord, for your word. Father, I thank you that it penetrated deep into our heart. Father, as we meditate and feed upon it, Father, and as we think about it, Father, allow it to bring forth the fruit that you want it to bring forth. Father, allow us to become more sensitive to your Holy Spirit. And, Father, we just thank you. Lord, we ask that, Lord, that, Father, that, Lord, that as we are inspired and as we was inspired and challenged and maybe even was offended and made mad, Father, I thank you that, Lord, that these people will get into the Word, get in and, and research and, and study. Father, and I ask the Lord that you would direct them, and that, Father, that they would be able to, Father, look into your word, and that, Father, that they, that, Lord, that, Father, that I pray that, Lord, that I, I pray that I inspire them to go deeper with you, and inspire them to grow, grow with you, to look into your word, to open their eyes, to take the blinders off of their eyes. Let them see that they've been buffaloed and let they've been lied to for so long. Lord, if, it, if that offense brings them to that, then, Father, I've done my job. But, Father, if it makes them offended that they turns them farther away from you, I repent, Lord. Father, I ask that, Lord, that you would forgive me. Father, I'm only here to compel people, to stir them up, to get them to where they fall deeper in love with you and that they would study and show themselves approved workmen that need not be ashamed. Father, that they would study, that they would get into the Word, that they would get in and see, Father, where they've been lied to, that they would think with the mind that you've given them. And I thank you, Father. I thank you for everyone that's got saved and everyone that's getting saved. I thank you, the Father, that none will be left behind. I thank you for that promise. Father, I give you all the glory. I give you all the honor and the praise. And it's in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. Amen. Don't forget about Tuesday night and don't forget about next Friday. See you then. God bless you. Happy Fourth of July.